All right, Rob, I think we could spend probably the entire time talking about question one, but question one is always the same. And it's what, what, how did you accidentally fall into franchising, which you've, uh, you've been in the community for a very long time. Yeah. Well, thanks for dating me. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, I really did fall into it. You know, it's kind of funny. I had, um, about 27 years ago, I had a business that I got out of and uh, I wasn't quite sure what my next move was going to be. And um, a friend of mine happened to be a headhunter at the time. And he said, you know what, I want you to go and see these guys. They're, uh, they're in technology and they're doing something with franchising. And I'm like, I know nothing about franchising and I know even less about technology. And he says, go see them anyways. And so I, I end up going to meet with the, the vice president of the company. And we spend two hours talking. And then he gets up and he says, thanks for coming. And he walks out of the room. And it was like one of my first interviews that I've been on. And uh, he just let me hang in there. So I chalked it up as, okay, well, I guess I didn't get the gig. And I go home. And uh, this is back in the day when we had pagers. Cell phones weren't around. And I got a page from him to call. And I called him. And uh, he had me come in the next day to meet the president of the company. And they hired me on the spot. And then it was, uh, I was thrown, I don't want to say to the wolves, but I was thrown into the uh, world of, of franchising and uh, I knew nothing. It was greener than green. And they, um, <clears throat> they were nice enough to send me to my first IFA convention where there was like 3,000 know, attendees at this conference. And it was lunchtime and I remember this vividly. Um, I didn't know a soul and what, what had happened was, you know, lunchtime, they had a big gala ballroom uh, luncheon with a speaker and I didn't know anybody and I was a little intimidated. So I actually was walking. This was at the MGM Grand Hotel. So I was walking my, my way back to, um, uh, to my room and uh, I got halfway there and I said, you know what, I came here to learn and, and I had to get over my insecurities of not knowing anybody. And, I turned around and I went back and they sat me down at this table and some guy sits beside me and he introduces himself. And, and I say, uh, you know, he says, who are you with? I, I tell him I was with a company called the Knicks only at the time. I said, who are you with? He says, uh, oh, I'm with Subway. I said, really, what do you do for Subway? He says, uh, I found it. It was Fred Luca, right? And, um, and he kind of, I don't want to say he took pity on me, but he certainly took me under his wing a little bit and, and certainly gave me guidance over the years and, and was a, a great mentor. You know, we, we stayed in touch, you know, periodically over the years. Uh, and um, that's really how I stumbled into, into, into franchising. It was sink or swim. I decided that I was going to swim and I haven't looked back since. Love it. So you've been on the supplier side for such a long period of time. Mm -hmm. What was the trigger that made you decide to try the other side? Well, I, I actually cut my teeth on the franchisor side of things. And, and um, after I left them, I, I obviously started uh, an online directory uh, in, uh, in Canada and the UK. Um, did that for 15, 18 years, something, something along those lines. When I sold it, um, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't ready to get out of franchising. And, uh, you know, my background has always been in franchise consulting and, and development. Uh, that's how I, you know, that's how I started. And so it was uh, only a natural progression to, uh, to get back into the consulting side of things. And then, uh, you know, oddly enough, uh, somebody that I knew uh, put me in contact with the folks at, um, at Stratus. 
and we had a conversation and we had a second conversation and i gotta tell you you know i i you know they're probably going to see this here so they're going to hear it um i fell in love with them and i fell in love with not just the business model but who they are as individuals right and you know you can go your whole career and it's very rare that you find yourself in a position where you're working with people that are of true integrity and i find that that's that's what we see here at the folks at, at, at stratus and i think it transcends down to our masters uh and and it's just such a great vibe it's it's uh, these guys are really stand-up gentlemen and uh you know i don't want to keep blowing smoke up there you know <laughs> but uh, uh they were just great guys and it made it a no-brainer to jump on board and, and, and help them. With your depth of understanding the <clears throat> cannabis journey as both franchisor, supplier, um, franchise broker side, and th this this question comes to mind while you're while you're talking. You you obviously have all the skill set. Do you ever wonder what it would have been like if you know? a Dunkin' Donuts gave you the keys to the car and said, do it. And the reason I ask this, I, I find there are some people in franchise and it doesn't mean take, take away from Stratus. Stratus is, is, is an emerging business in the category. But with your skill set, if you would have been given that bad at one of the big guys, have you ever thought about just how impactful you could have been to one of them? No, I don't, I don't really look at things that way. I, I mean, you know, I'm thankful for the journey that I've been on and the companies that I've helped along along the way. I never, uh, I never really sat back and, and go, well, I wish I would have, you know, or I wish they would have, you know, come to me. I could have done so much. Uh, I think, you know, I think we're all at the place that we're supposed to be uh, at any one given time. So um, I, 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 I never really put much thought into that, but I will, and I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> If you think through, take take the candidate journey and you cross apply it here. Now, every every franchisee that we've ever spoken with says vision slash culture uh, is why why we buy. And what you just said on the opening statement with Stratus was that's what attracted you into the business. You said the integrity, uh, the people, uh, who who you're surrounded by yourself yourself with is what made you want to be a part of it. <clears throat> when you think about the candidate, do you think that story comes across to them the way that you ideally want it to? You know, it, it does. And, and uh, you know, being in the franchise space, um, you know, just like a franchisee has to follow a, a certain system. You know, we have a system that we have in place in franchise development that we put people through to make sure that they're the right fit for us. And part of the process is, um, you know, we set up calls with the president and, C and COO of our company. And the reason I do that, Nick, is because I think it's really important. It's, it's what they can buy into our business model from today till tomorrow and love the business model and love the dollars and it all makes sense. But I need for them to take a look at who the driving force is behind our company. Make sure that their values are aligned with our values because you know, we're entering into, you know, quote unquote, a marriage to a certain degree. We're going to be attached at the hip for many, many years. And I want to make sure that we're pushing the bus in the same direction. So I think I, th I think it's very key that they speak with uh, with uh, part of the ownership and, and, and president uh, to get that sense that I got that made me come on board with Stratus. 
You know, it's interesting on that on that answer, and I I, I appreciate it. Uh, and it's it's very similar to other franchisors that I've spoken with. If they, especially whoever's whoever's leading development, um, if they are they can passionately talk about the people that they work with, like you just did. They're inserted into the process, but they're not the the face of of the business. And I think through candidate journey, even we were talking before we came online about the expo that happened last weekend. Ultimately, there's two things that people are going to buy from when they walk past you in a booth. It's it's you because you're friendly or your approach is good. So they're going to they're willing to engage you in a conversation. And then obviously it's your it's the message that your booth is is saying and if, if they're interested in that category or not. And so people in an expo end up being the most critical element because of the conversations that are happening. Yet, and I, I totally hear you on on how much you've bought in, but you you talked about the depth of the club of your master franchisees. I think I think there's a huge opportunity to lift it up because to the ghost candidate that's coming to your site. It doesn't feel it, like that. The culture doesn't come across as authentic and genuine as you described it in your in your statement. Well, you know, I, I mean, when we when we start speaking with candidates and they they have an opportunity to speak with our current masters, we validate super super well. I can't okay. wait to that point where I can make introductions to our current masters uh, because um, you know some are obviously doing better than others, and and, and uh, everybody you know we. Um, just, just want to touch on something. So um, we did a survey with uh, FBR last year. And, and one of the things that, uh, that they asked, you know, about 40, 50 questions, but two questions that really stood out that I want to bring up here is, um, you know, they asked our masters, knowing what you know now, would you do it again? Yep. And the second question they asked was, would you recommend this to family and friends? Yep. 86% of our masters said yes. And I think that number would be higher if we had 100% participation, not everybody participating. I think that number would be higher. But the common theme when you talk to our masters is that they will all tell you, I wish I had gotten into this sooner. That's your magic. I mean, like, and where I stand, like, if I, if I hear that business model, your, your widget aside, which we'll get into, but what you just said is so powerful. And the biggest opportunity for franchisors is to speak to the ghost candidate, someone that is around the web looking, same same reason you had a directory. I landed on a directory to try to figure out what brands exist. Right. All right, in today's world, it's a little bit easier to figure out what category you wanna get it to. But when they land here, I would love to see that message versus be a CEO of your own franchise company. Like what you just said is so impactful. And if you wait until it hits the sales process, you're missing out on the opportunity to actually like be forward facing the, the beauty, the beauty of what you just said is so impactful because when it comes to the, the business model, the reality is if you look at anybody in the, in the space, there's not going to be a ton of points differentiation. Some might be able to play on price. Some may be able to play on something, but the category doesn't allow for it. Therefore, but but the demand of the category is significant. So therefore, if you can show this is part of your why you why now, which ultimately, and if I if I go back to your consumer site too, back to the beginning, provide a healthier environment. That's that's what everybody would say. Commercial cleaning service is what everybody would say. The fact that 
86% of your franchise owners would buy again, knowing what they know now and that they would absolutely refer their friends shows the depth of human beings that you've built a club around. Yeah. That's why I would buy for what it's worth. So what territory are you looking for? <laughs> I would be an awful franchisee though. Cause I would tell you every, I, I just did. I, I, you didn't yeah. ask for any opinions and I just told you what was wrong. Well, you know, I, I mean, you, you touch on something that's important there because not everybody is cut out to be a franchisee. Yeah. Right. There are some folks that, uh, I, I mean, you don't, you know, you don't buy a McDonald's franchise to tell them, well, you should start selling hot dogs you know, out the back door. Right. You, you, you follow a system and, and some folks just aren't able to, you know, they're just, just not. And hopefully you weed them out early on in the process uh, and not, you know, and avoid bring them on as a, as, as a franchisee to avoid, uh, you know, issues down the road. What's uh, what's growth look like right now? How's this last year been going from a franchise growth standpoint? It's been tremendous. I mean, last year we sold uh, 786 uh, franchises uh, across the board uh, that catapulted us to, uh, you know, being the number one fastest growing franchise by entrepreneur. Uh, this year we're on track uh, to do uh, about a thousand. And I think uh, going into 2024, we'll, fingers crossed, we'll, we'll retain our, our number one status. Uh, so things are coming along really nice. So it's interesting about that statement. So there, there's, you're you're in a business, and every everybody, almost everybody in commercial cleaning, uh, is in the same business of of master franchisee who owns the territory and a unit franchisee who is basically buying a, the ability to sell the service uh, within the market that the master has. Most franchisors in the space talk about master sales. You just celebrated the the unit franchisee how much how important is a unit franchisee to the model based on what you just said that's the number you celebrate not not new masters yeah i mean i mean we're selling masters in fact we just closed another deal last week last week but uh i mean the without without our unit franchisees we're nothing you know so we we, we ensure that our masters really do a good job of taking care of their their unit franchisees because we're really allowing um we're, we're, we're giving the underdog an opportunity to make a better than average living and be a business owner, you know, and, and the majority of our uh, unit franchisees are typically immigrants to the country. And, you know, when we can sit and afford them uh, a better than average lifestyle and, 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 and allow them the ability to earn a better than average living, you know, I mean, it comes back and, 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 and benefits the master. The master takes care of the unit franchisee, the unit franchisee ends up taking care of the master. And that's how, you know, that's how we're growing. We've got franchisees that are doing tremendous, tremendous volume as a direct result of taking care of their unit franchisees. When you take this role, how do you, how do you define winning uh, back to the rest of the leadership team? How do I personally define winning? Uh, making a difference in somebody's life. <laughs> that, that, that may sound very sort of cliche, uh, but it's, it's true when, you know, if we can, one of my closest friends, I just put him in business with Stratus as a master in Wisconsin, right? So that, that put a lot, a lot of pressure on me because I've got a personal relationship with somebody. Right. And they had, the story goes, he had just simply overheard me talking about Stratus uh, to a, a potential candidate. And then he started asking me questions over months and, and, you know, picking my brain here and there, and then ended up, uh, wanting to go down the path of, of, uh, um, uh, acquiring a master himself. So, uh, you know, that's a big win for me. 
that he one he, he he not only trusted me right but he also trusted stratus and wanted to make stratus his his you know he wanted to take care of his family is what he wanted to do if you if you if you picked up the phone and called him today and asked him why he bought into stratus business model aside his number one motivating factor is he wants to provide uh, uh, you know uh, something for his family yeah and I mean that that continues to come up on our on our survey and I mean we're we're over a thousand franchisees that we surveyed since the beginning of last year uh, not one answers uh, the question of why did you do this outside of family it could be I want to build wealth it could be I want to build legacy it's I want to build a multi-generational business um, I want more time with my family but it's always about about family so that that's in line uh, with what we see so let's uh, Let's close on this. There's there's a ghost candidate uh, that has listened to our conversation. What do you want them to know about the business opportunity that they may have not heard or have not found online? Well, you know, a lot of people take a look at our business and, and are confused. And we have we currently have 70 master franchise offices throughout the United States and Canada. Not one of them woke up one morning and said, you know what? Today's the day I'm getting into commercial cleaning. Not one of them. But when you take a look at our business model as a master model, the role of the master is twofold. One, it's to go out and sell single unit franchises throughout their territory, and then simultaneously go out and obtain commercial cleaning contracts. So once the master obtains the commercial cleaning contract, they simply award that to their unit franchisee. It's the unit franchisee that goes out and executes on the cleaning. So although we're technically in the commercial cleaning space, we don't want nor do we expect our masters to do any of the cleaning. The master's role and responsibility is much more of a sales, marketing, operational and support role. The unit franchisees are the ones that are actually in the cleaning business. And that's, and that, that's the big takeaway that I want somebody to really understand is that they're not gonna be doing any of the cleaning themselves. This is, when you look at this business, it's not a sexy business. It's not a beauty business. It's not, there's, there's nothing sexy about it until you start looking at the numbers. That's what makes it attractive to a lot of folks. Yeah, I mean, that's ultimately the, the widget ends up being commercial cleaning, but you're, you're selling like really a business opportunity franchise where you're taking, you own a territory and you have a really good widget that you're able to sell and put, put, uh, put against whatever, whatever outcomes you're trying to get to. Um, but I agree with you. I think, I think what's interesting. You say that again. The what I'm saying is what's interesting is that the the only category that has gone master unit really in this fashion has been commercial cleaning. Nobody else has gone there, and therefore that is probably something that a hurdle that you have to communicate over. What's the difference between the two? Because even master and unit as a terminology to someone that doesn't understand franchising won't know the difference. Yeah, there's, you know, when, when I put people through the process, you know, I spend about 90 minutes with them through a video presentation call and I, I, I tell them they're going to be drinking from the fire hose. They're going to walk away from my presentation uh, in information overwhelm because there's a lot of moving parts to the business. It's not rocket science what we do, but there's a lot of moving parts to it. And, you know, it, it takes a couple of calls and a couple of presentations uh, for them to fully understand all, and we have nine different revenue streams. So having to explain all the different revenue streams, um, you know, and, and the royalties and, and, and whatnot, uh, takes some time. And then we go into the, you know, the training and our whole process and all that. So, 
it's 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 a lot of information to take in. Well, it seems like you're the right guy to do it. You've been doing this for for a long time. You've seen uh, you've seen just about everything. So, you know, I, I think uh, you got your your work cut out for you, no matter what it is. Uh, but yeah. you're in a good place. The people that you work with, you're uh, very fond of. Clearly, uh, you're in the business of putting people into business and helping them build wealth or success for their family. Um, and appreciate you sharing your story. Well, I appreciate you. Uh having me on. So uh, hopefully we don't wait this long next time. (laughs) That's right. For Rob, I'm Nick. This is another episode of Meet the Zorg.